Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily lives. For today's topic, we're going to be asking the question, is Christian nationalism biblical? So welcome to our podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our episode today. I'm very excited because joining us today is Dr. Jeffrey Seif. He is a member of our church. We are honored. I'm, I'm humbled to have him in our church. I'm a little uh, uh, overwhelmed at times because of how much knowledge he has and information, yeah. And but he's such a good man. I'm grateful that he's here. So, Dr. Seif, give us just a little bit of uh, background about what you've done and what you do, because your your experience is is varied, your knowledge is vast. So mm-hmm. tell us some of the things that you've done just over the years. Well, I'll tell you what I'm to begin. What I'm going to do when I leave here, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go to the Dallas College where I run their police academies. Nice. Mm-hmm. We were at two. We'll be at three locations. Wow. So I nice. train peace officers, among other things. I'm old police myself, a graduate of the North Texas Regional Police Academy. I'm a master peace officer in Texas, have the mm. rank and title of commander. I'm a graduate of Cambridge University where I took a graduate degree in applied criminology and police mm-hmm. management. Yeah. And at Harvard, I did uh, leadership and uh, coaching certification. Uh, as In ministry, uh, I got saved, loved the Lord. I went to seminary. Mm. I started at the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, did a master's and a doctorate at Southern Methodist University. So in addition to being a police guy, I'm also a Bible college professor and pastor and all the rest. So if you want to talk about government and state and religion, I kind of live in all those worlds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's part of why you're here today. Now, you also, you travel to Israel often. Tell us about uh, that. uh, Well, among other things, I'm on a podcast now uh, I have a, a television program that airs on uh, Daystar mm-hmm. uh, television uh, Wednesday evenings and Friday early evenings, uh, coast to coast, and mm-hmm. uh, on other networks as well. And it's called Our Jewish Roots. And uh, I was just there a few weeks ago filming, mm-hmm. uh, during taking some vacation time. So I'm in and out of Israel making TV, uh, mm-hmm. going to various biblical sites and giving lessons from them. Uh, my wife has a ministry in Israel that takes her there two or three times a year. Yeah. It's a charity missions-related work. I mm-hmm. make TV. She makes disciples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Nice. So... Uh, Obviously, gives you great qualification for some of the subject matter today. This mm-hmm. idea of Christian nationalism is mm-hmm. it biblical? Because, um, uh, because there, that's a that's a valid question to ask today. I think we should start maybe with this idea of just what is nationalism to begin yeah. with. That would kind of give some general understanding, give us a framework for what we're talking about. So let's start with an Oxford Dictionary definition. We can mm-hmm. go from there. Uh, it, uh, Oxford defines nationalism as an identification with one's own nation and support for its interest, especially to the exclusion or detriment of the interest of other nations. Now, that seems kind of a little imposing <laughs> definition yeah. there, but um, let's start with that idea. Is it is it a right and biblical concept to have a love for your own nation, your own uh people group, your own land, I guess, and support for its interest, maybe even if it is for the exclusion of other nations. So is that a concept we find in scripture? Yes. 
I, I think good citizenship is uh, is championed in biblical literature. Mm-hmm. There is critique of government in biblical literature too, but mm-hmm. Paul, right. who's the decisive authoritative spokesperson for what it means to be Christian, beckons Christians uh, to be loyal citizens. And so yeah. if nationalism is loyal citizenship, uh, I think Christians should endeavor to be loyal in every country they're in, in right. terms of to the exclusion of others, thinking we're better than others. <laughs> you know, I, I, that doesn't comport with my sensibilities. But, you know, yeah. you take little boys. I'm in Cub Scout troop so-and-so, and we're yeah. better than all the rest. It's kind of stupid and foolish, yeah. a little male bravado. When I can uh, handle it, yeah. uh, you know, we're better than that troop. And, you know, I yeah. can handle it in, in the Cub Scouts. But right. when, when we grow up a little bit, I think we can be proud of who we are, but I don't like any language that speaks of to the detriment the of detriment. other people, yeah. especially yeah. America, which makes room for the brother from another mother. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's yeah. true. I, that is the the part of that definition, at least, that is a bit troublesome, is it's mm-hmm. to the detriment of others. That implies uh, that uh, an arrogance on my part, you know, and a yeah. looking down on a condescension of them. But I guess there is probably room, though, for if a, if another nation is seeking your detriment, then it would be still right and good to stand up for your own nation in that moment mm-hmm. and, and protect its rights and, and privileges and freedoms, would it not be? I, I would not think highly of any man that would do otherwise. If someone... Uh, if you hear glass breaking through at the middle of the night yeah. and uh, someone's coming in there, exactly. they're not going to meet a minister at Vertical Church. Yeah. They're going to meet a man who's going to protect his family. Exactly. And, uh, right. Someone exactly. breaks into my house in the middle yeah. of the night, they're leaving in a body bag, and yeah. I'm not going to... Yeah. Well, someone said, well, you decided to kill him. No, they decided to die. I yes. don't find any problem <laughs> yeah. uh, with, with defending. Yes. Uh, Jesus beckons us to turn the other cheek, which which entails bearing petty insults and the like. But yeah. uh, we not only so, can, but yeah. we should stand up for that which is lovely and beautiful. And America exactly. is lovely and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think you find some of that in in church as well. Pastors are called to be uh, those who protect the flock, exactly. Yeah, and guard the truth mm-hmm. and, and and protect against those who would seek to enter in and, and infiltrate and and, yeah. and bring lies or deception. I yeah, think that seems to be a biblical concept. Yeah. And extrapolating from that, that, that's the issue on the table, I'd imagine, that Mm. uh, some of us that are, we're looking and seeing there's certain values that have crept into American culture that seem to be uh, very, very contrary to the Mm -hmm. basic principles that we adhere to. So then we want to stand up and advocate for those principles. And then we're told to shut up. We're just Nazis, you know? Exactly, yeah. And we call it Christian nationalism or call it what you will. Mm -hmm. But in a democracy, we have every right to advocate, uh, to take our voice to the marketplace of of ideas, political or otherwise, and uh, get a hearing and let the voters decide. Exactly. Hopefully in an honest election. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Which all of those things as well, they're all all self self-defense based. They're not uh, the aggressor attacking, like we're going to go push our ideas with force against you, but instead like, okay, we're going to protect our nation, you know, protect our home, protect our nation, protect our church, all of those things. It's not seeking to aggressively go out and attack with like evil in mind, you know, to go, you know, as people say, indoctrinate instead educate, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think Christians should should speak out more, not less. You know, mm-hmm. we live in a culture where we can't figure out what a woman is. Yeah, that, exactly. That, uh, right. 
you know, where things are just so backwards exactly. at so many levels. And, you know, okay, Christian, you just shut up and be nice and, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know praise the Lord. You yeah, know, but we're exactly. not allowed to be involved in the civic conversation. No. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and Christians have, have, have drank that Kool-Aid. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and and uh, as citizens, we have every right to be involved in the conversation vociferously and forcefully mm-hmm. with our rhetoric yeah. in as much as someone with a gay pride agenda or whatever. Yes. They have a right to advocate too in a yeah. democracy. Yeah, right. and, Absolutely. and there's no litmus test for acceptability. They're Americans and need mm-hmm. to be respected as such. Yeah. Uh, but we have a right to the table too and yeah. let's put it out there and let voters decide what the future yeah. looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think we've, uh, without going, to do, going into great detail, we've defined that nationalism is acceptable. It's right, it's yeah. good, it, it's, it's an honest thing to do and there's even concepts in scripture that mm-hmm. reinforce that. Uh, God called his people and they were a nation. Um, God blessed Abram and told him to be a blessing to other nations. So the implication mm-hmm. there is that there are different people groups. Um, mm-hmm. we, should be, um, we should be humbled by, proud of our own nation and its efforts yeah. and pursuits. Stand and protect that as yeah. well. Then the question becomes, what about Christian nationalism? Now, this mm-hmm. is a term that's kind of new to the table, yeah. really. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially after the 2020 election, you start hearing this term, Christian nationalism. Mm-hmm. And if you do some Googling, most of these sites that you discover will be, um, sadly, most of those will have a negative connotation to say that Christian nationalism is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Christianity Today defined it as, uh, the belief that the American nation is defined by Christianity and that the government should take active steps to keep it that way. Now, that's one of the more light, lighter definitions that are mm-hmm. out there. Some of them have a much more aggressive definition that would yeah. paint even this concept of Christian nationalism as the greatest threat to democracy. Yeah, uh, It's a common uh, thing that you'll find out there that that others would see it as an anti-democratic notion even, that America is a nation that is for Christians alone. So uh, I don't know who who gets to write all the definitions or which one gets to stick (laughs) at at the end of the day, but um, Christian nationalism from that perspective, some of the extremes, I I would probably have some concerns with as well. Mm -hmm. But I think the question on the table maybe for us to discuss today is, is it right for Christians to to bring faith and and culture together, faith and government together? Is there a place where they connect? Is there a place where we ought to be seeking to bring our Christian values to the public square, to the government forum even? Yeah. So um, I, we've run into a lot of different things over the years in church, in perspectives, I guess, that people mm-hmm. have about faith and government. Uh, I've had some say that um, having the American flag in the worship service uh, visible on a Sunday is is, uh, equivalent to a sin, that um, uh, it should not be there, that there should not be patriotic songs, patriotic discussions, there shouldn't be references to government, that there should be this clean break between matters of the kingdom of God and and matters of the kingdoms of this world. And those Mm -hmm. things really... Uh, should not have a discussion in either place. Uh, government shouldn't be talking about faith, and faith shouldn't be talking about government. So, uh, what what do we find in in, in Scripture, Doctor Seif, about this idea about faith and and government and 
the idea of bringing those two together at the table? Well, if if the question in civil discourse is what's the best way forward, uh, how ought we to be in the world as individuals and as a people? Mm. And if that's the question and different people weigh in conversationally and then vote, the Christian have every right to advocate for, this is my perspective, this is the way I see it based on principles here. Mm -hmm. Someone who's a gay activist similarly has a right to say, this is what I think, this is the way I see it based on what I have here. And we all have a right to tell our story. Democracy can be difficult, but but everyone should have a seat at, at, at the table but when when the votes are cast, someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. Yeah. And um, I would hope because uh, of, of my Christian values, as I understand them, I would hope and I would advocate that my perspectives prevail. But if I, if, if, if I don't get a candidate, I'll give a firm salute to the one who wins the election because mm-hmm. I'm a good citizen, even yeah. though this isn't my guy or my gal. Yeah. And then right. we'll go back to the ballot box. I think part of yeah. being civil mm-hmm. is... Uh, is for those exchanges and those tensions, it's not going to go away anytime soon. But that doesn't betray any Christian virtue to my way of thinking Mm -hmm. because we're beckoned to be salt Mm -hmm. and light in this world. And uh, to your point about, well, some people criticize, you know, because the the church has an American flag. The only way to my way of thinking to avoid criticism is to say nothing, be nothing, and do nothing. (laughs) So if you got rid of Memorial Day, Veterans Day, July 4th, and Independence and all the rest, then you're going to be criticized because you're a poor citizen. Yeah. If you if you include it, then you're going to be criticized. I mean, there's no way to win it. At the end exactly. of the day, if you don't like it, there's other places to go down the street. Yes, but personally, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think good citizenship is, is important. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. only do we have a right to express it, I think it's important for our children to see it, mm-hmm. to enculturate them into respecting government. That begins with the government in the family first, mom yeah, and dad. Right. It begins with the government in school. Mm-hmm. Subsequent mm-hmm. to that, the government where you work and the city you live in, etc. Mm-hmm. Good citizenship. Anarchy prevails in culture. Yeah. I think it's important to learn good citizenship, and why yes. not Christian citizenship? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Totally. Now, uh, <clears throat> Christians believe many, many Christians believe and understand history as as recording that America was founded on biblical principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you read the founding fathers' statements, and and it seems very clear that the Bible was was viewed as an authority. It was viewed as a, a, a blueprint for establishing a way of life. Uh, what what do you say to those who would who would attempt to say, uh, well, no, that's not valid in the discussion anymore. Those those men were corrupt. Those men, um, th- those are, those those writings are are, are not accurate. Um, because that's that is part of our Christian heritage. What do you what do you say to those who would want to eliminate that from our past? Because that's that's part of our heritage. Yeah. Any thoughts? Well, you know, people can live their own lives. You know, mm-hmm. if they want to be dismissive, because we'll look at those people as imperfect as they are, right. pastor. Well, you can open up the Bible, look yeah. at these people. How, I mean, Paul the Apostle, I referenced him earlier. Yeah. He just killed Christians last night. Exactly. People have a checkered past, but I would be interested in knowing which of those principles that are elucidated in the Constitution are unworthy today. What are they yeah. saying? Should we get rid of, you know, uh, the, all men are created equal yeah. and endowed with inalienable rights? Yeah. Uh, what specifically is the bone of contention that offends yeah. moral virtue? Yeah. When I when exactly. I look at the the, the founding mm-hmm. principles um, 
of, of, of our way of being, it elucidates a beauty mm. that's head and shoulders against, okay, call me a Christian nationalist, against <laughs> other things that existed in the world. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's kind of bringing light out of chaos, respecting mm -hmm. the dignity of man. Yeah. And even in that constitution, those founding documents, individuals weren't required to be Christian. George Washington exactly. wrote a famous letter to a synagogue and uh, telling huh. the Jews how, how they have citizenship in this culture. That's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. th th that... Uh, I, I don't abide this casting aspersions in our founding documents. I think yeah. they're beautiful. Yeah. Tell me the problem and we'll go from there. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. So let's let's shift gears a little bit and talk about Israel. Uh, let's take it out of the American context for just a moment. Here's a let's take another nation that has a, a faith heritage to it. Um, what would they say about this idea of faith and nationalism? Well, there's a spirited discussion over on the other side of the pond as well. That, that uh, uh, you know, Israel was born out of conflict and there's tensions there. And particularly amongst the young, uh, there's wanting to revisit the rights of Arab peoples that, that some have argued have been disenfranchised in the process of the national struggle. So right. it certainly is a conversation over there. It's heated there mm -hmm. in its own way as it is over here. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well. And so uh, to what degree does faith in terms of um, sacred documents and practice uh, there in Israel, what, what part does that play in the national uh, governmental political realm? Well, you, you do have the ultra-conservatives there, some of whom cast aspersion on Arabs and drive them out, but that's by far and above a minority. Mm -hmm. and, and and it's true, too. These people that, that claim that Christian nationalists, you know, are some kind of bigoted, you know, right. hooded group, you yeah. know, it, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's not the norm. Right. Um, if you want to look at what nationalism looks like, go back to, to national socialism mm -hmm. in, in Hitler's Germany exactly. to see what oppressive government really looks yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, here, people are just throwing around labels. Mm -hmm. In Israel, there's some, it's a small minority. Uh, and I think it would be fair to say that, you know, a kind of prejudiced against Arab peoples. The only mm -hmm. good Arab is a dead Arab. I've heard that said. <laughs> yeah. Completely unacceptable. Yeah, but right. that's not where most people live in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's, there's there's many, many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Arab Christians, mm -hmm. uh, Arab citizens in, in, in the land, and uh, it's not nearly as bad as the rhetoric leads individuals to believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know there's been, in my lifetime, there's been this pull toward even, um, you know, the dropping of all barriers and borders and and to this one world initiative type thing where we everyone loses their distinctiveness and, and uniqueness um is there is there a problem with keeping our nation cultural nation national uniquenesses is that a is well, it's it's not going to go anyway time soon, and I don't know that it's problematic. I never even thought of it in those terms because I think we should be proud and citizens, exactly. and you know, yeah. and especially if we're Americans, we live in just I think it's a great place, you yeah. Know? Sure. And and if people don't like it, uh, go travel the world. Yeah, yeah. For you sure. want to look at options. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> That's yeah. True. And uh, if you don't like this, you can, if you know, if, you, if people don't like your church, go down the street. If they don't like America, <laughs> there's other places in Central and South America. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and if you want to go to Europe, and the Soviet Union's got a lot of land, have a nice. You, you know, it, it's uh, um, people are entitled to think however they want. But for yeah. me, I'm I'm proud to be an American. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I, yeah. I think the thing that scares people the most about this uh, idea of nationalism or Christian nationalism is that like. Uh, like you were saying, Hitler's Germany, it was like 
all. These are nationalists. And so it's a problem with the word and, and the context that, that people have in their own head of like what nationalism is. And so that's what I think this right here restructures the idea of what like true nationalism is. Cause the last time someone was like, we're nationalists is like, there's millions of people that died at the hands of nationalists, you know? And so that's what I think. Okay. This right here, just cause you know, uh, you're proud to be an American doesn't mean you want to kill everyone that's not an American, you know? And right. so, uh, that's where I think the confusion and tension points are. So, I mean, any other, ideas or thoughts to alleviate or um, kind of <laughs> restructure that point. I mean, yeah. really the definition does that. But. It's tough because that the definition is still, if you will, kind of wet, wet semen at this point. It's yeah. being still exactly. written. And, and sadly, the term Christian nationalist came to play really following the events of January 6th, yeah, the, the election, Capitol riot the Capitol, all, all mm-hmm. the rioting that out of that came this definition of these are Christian nationalists. They're mm-hmm. trying to uh, take by force the government and yeah. trying to uh, push their own agenda by force mm-hmm. and not allow anyone else at the table uh, for conversation. And therefore, you get painted into that uh, you know, Christian heritage and all of that mm-hmm. gets pushed into that whole, that picture all together. Yeah. And so it's like, therefore scrap all of it because this instance right here kind of right. goes back to like, Oh, there's a history in it. So just scrap the whole thing, you know? Right. So. Yeah. And we see that today. We see an attempt to rewrite history mm-hmm. uh, to remove, um, articles of what were documents related to the faith and the founding fathers said and, and rewrite that and cast them in a different light. And, and, and remove Christian influence even from that. So mm-hmm. I think some of it is still wet cement, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, being written and, and formed today. I think it's important that the church speak to these matters. Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, Dr. Seif, one more question then on this line is, what then should be the church's stance? What do you see as biblical, historical, and even now now relevant in our culture today? What, what should the church say? in terms of here's what our response ought to be toward our nation and our values and our work in this. I think we should advocate for good citizenship. Mm-hmm. And along those lines, I do have a critique, you know, that currently, quite frankly, uh, the man who's in the office on Pennsylvania Avenue isn't my choice, but he's still the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I don't abide Christians just casting aspersions on him. Yeah, I mean, th- th- even if you don't respect <clears throat> the person, because the decisions made or decisions not made or mental capabilities, that still is the president of the United States. And yeah, I think right. I think the Lord would beckon Christians to be respectful. Yeah. I think the Lord would beckon Christians to speak with their own voice as well. We do have yeah. a perspective and a voice, and by yeah. golly, we have a right to be heard. Absolutely. This fantasy about socialism, when you think of national socialism, think of Hitler, over 100 million people died as a result of that. Yeah. Here, Christian people are just wanting to stand up, the silent yeah. majority. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no one's doing anything, you yeah. know. And right. uh, something did get out of control control on January 6th. It was a tense moment. A lot of people were disconcerted, but that doesn't mm-hmm. define yeah. what we're all about and wanting mm-hmm. to stand for godly principles in a godless world. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I, that's uh, not to say that all those people were Christians or were, you know, like this Christian nationalist thing, but 
Anyways. Yeah. Right, right, right. But they'll find, it's a bad optic. They'll find the guy with the, with the funny yeah. hat and the horns. And, <laughs> yep. You exactly. know, I mean, it, it's just the nature of rhetoric and visuals, and they'll mm-hmm. cast that forward, put mm-hmm. that forward. And that'll give those that already don't like us some something to exactly. say to not like us more. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I think we should stand up and speak up. And and uh, it is what it is, you know. I'm yeah. not ashamed yeah. to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do think, from the church's perspective, we should speak on biblical values and mm-hmm. speak in terms of truth. Uh, we're not attempting to take a political leaning necessarily and advocate a certain candidate, but there are. That doesn't mean we can't speak on biblical truths exactly, and should. Um, when it comes to uh, abortion, for example, <clears throat> we have clear biblical mandates that drive us in the direction that say life begins at conception. God values mm-hmm. life and. Uh, Murder is sin, so those values drive us. Now they'll they'll also drive us in how we uh, vote, in how we mm-hmm. choose, and how we interact Absolutely. in the culture. Yeah. But that should be the foundation. We start with scripture. We start with who Jesus is, and we act out our faith. We live out our faith then exactly. from that perspective. Right. So. Thou shalt not murder. Another one too. You know the Bible legitimizes relationships between Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Now you say exactly. that today, people can't figure out what a woman is. I say go yeah. look in a mirror, and you can see what you are. <laughs> you know that that that. Um, you know, it's there's this moral confusion, and I think that we should, with an open Bible, we have every right to speak our voice and say, yeah. "Time out! This is getting out of hand here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is getting out of hand. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yep. And we should, and and there'll be those who would rise up against and say, "Well, that you should not use the Bible because here you come with your Christian nationalist stuff, trying to impose your values <laughs> upon us." But again, in a democracy, as you've said today. We should be able to come to the table and bring our opinions and ideas. Exactly. Uh, we're not trying to, uh, Christians, I would think, are not trying to remove those who are not Christians or yeah. don't have the same values. But based on the concept of our nation, uh, there should be a freedom for both to speak at the table and then vote. At the, yeah. end of the, at the end of the day, Absolutely. I mean, a free and clear election. So People have a right to be. I don't hate homosexuals. I don't understand homosexuality. My sister's a lesbian. I love right. her deeply as well mm-hmm. as I love her friend, and she has a right mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't mind policing the streets as an officer. I don't mind on, I don't plan on policing bedrooms. You know, people can <laughs> live as they choose. I don't understand it, but I get it. In this country, people are allowed to live as yeah. they so choose. And it's mm-hmm. my Christian virtue that allows people the freedom to be. Exactly. I don't feel a need to dictate to them and punish them if they don't comport with my sensibilities. Yes. But with all that said, I have a right to speak yes. about Absolutely. what I think is acceptable mm-hmm. relative to life and death and gender and so forth, and I will. Yeah. Yes. It's good. Yes, it's Absolutely. Good. And again, I think this is where the church is, is trying to find its footing in this day. Uh, and some mm-hmm. some have chosen different paths. Yeah. Some have said, no, we're not going to speak on these matters. Uh, some have said, no, we're going to go along because we believe in some of the things that the world's saying today. <clears throat> but the church must define uh, who it's going to be yeah. at this point. And, and B, and the New Testament defines the church as the, the pillar and the ground of truth. Mm-hmm. And so um, if others look at us and say that's arrogant, I, I, I can't, I have nothing to say to you except I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I think it's fantasy. When I was in seminary, I studied under a professor, John Deschner, who studied under Karl Barth, mm-hmm. who in the days of World War II, he was part of the resistance movement in Nazi Germany. Actually, the the German 
the nas national socialism co-opted the church and they called it the faith movement. Wow. And, and people were kind of mm. hopping in bed with the devil and the church were getting on board with this national socialism. Wow. And uh, Karl Barth was one of those voices that kind of spoke against mm. um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer mm. was another. There were individuals that spoke against it. Yeah. That's really a, a, a world of, of, of national socialism and speaking. Yep. It's fantasy to, yeah. to, to kick around language to equate that yeah, that's yeah. what Christians are today. <clears throat> exactly. We're walking around with swastikas. People that say that, it, it's just inflammatory rhetoric. It's nonsense. That's true. Just mm -hmm. fantasy. That's yep. true. Yep. Well, I appreciate Dr. Syph being with us today. Yeah. Great discussion, uh, very relevant, mm -hmm. and uh, still uh, time is unfolding. History is being written, and uh, our, our prayer and desire is to be a church that speaks boldly uh, to the truth, uh, encourages freedom, encourages voices at the table, but encourages the church to be at that table yes. speaking boldly. And clearly, so uh, we—that's our goal at Vertical. I appreciate Dr. Seif. I'm humbled that he is part of our church. Grateful he's here at the table mm -hmm. today, and I hope it's been helpful for those who are listeners and viewers. And, and I'm glad to be at the table. By the way, these guys are related. I'm not related to anybody except for the <laughs> fact that I love these guys. You know, I live in Ovilla, Texas, right around the corner, and yeah. I count myself fortunate to find such a cool church right around the corner, where the the gospel is presented in a way that's contemporary, creative, and Incredible. If you're looking for a place to come to a table, you know, this is, I don't get paid to say it, but I just, <laughs> I, I just really believe in it. It's a, it's a great place. And uh, Vertical Church, check it out. There you go. Awesome. All right. Thank you all for being with us today. Join us again on our next podcast, Live Him Out.